Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about adding more gun perks to Destiny 2. We've talked about this quite a bit over the years. We've talked about ways they could make the gun perks more interesting, add more gun perks, you know, change them. And uh, I wanted to talk about this. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, or watching on Spotify, you can always check me out at twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now. Uh, and if I'm not live, just throw me a follow on my Twitch channel. And if you're watching on YouTube, clicking the like button and the subscribe button is an easy way to support what I do. So how do we add more gun perks to the guns? Why, why am I even making a video about this? A pretty common piece of feedback that we have gotten on Destiny, and this has probably been since Forsaken, and it got worse, I think, in Black Armory, and then again in Season of the Drifter, because they did do new perks, but the guns are kind of hard to get. They're really elusive. One of the main pieces of feedback from the community has been there aren't enough new perks. There's not enough perk diversity. We're all chasing the same basic perks, you know, Rampage, Outlaw, you know, feeding frenzy, rampage, this sort of thing. You're basically just trying to have a faster reload and more damage is essentially all you're chasing. And so I've continued to tell people one of the dilemmas right now with the way the weapon system is built is when you have a really, really strong primary and it does the job of a really, really strong primary, it's difficult to add to that. How do you make a primary stronger than it already is? If you just add perks, oh, five perks instead of three, six perks instead of three, whatever, it isn't necessarily going to make it stronger. You're still just going to be killing ads really, really faster. You do run some risks into making weapons too strong. And this is why I want to talk about this. I actually thought of a way the other day they could add perks to a gun quantitatively, so like extra perks, but in a way that would stay balanced. So... First, I want to ask the question, how strong? Then I want to talk about adding three more perks in total. And I want to end by talking about difficulty because we don't want to just completely override difficulty and trivialize everything. So how strong? How strong do you really need a weapon to be is generally a question you have to ask before you start recommending changes, perks, or increasing the power of a given weapon. Right now, in a very general sense, you have a tier one primary kinetic weapon is great for tier one ads trash ads red bars not very strong you can kill them relatively quickly then you have tier two weapons for the mid tier the tier two enemies they're shielded they're majors they're a mini boss whatever and then tier three is your power weapons your heavy weapons and those are meant for tier three enemies mini bosses main bosses raid bosses etc you're trying to output the most amount of damage and most guns right now function just fine in their context. If you're using a breakneck, a really good blast furnace, uh, a really good service revolver, if you're using the midnight coup from year one, they're all doing exactly what they're supposed to do. They're killing tier one enemies efficiently. And when you go into the mid tier, a similar scenario is going on. Now, fusion rifles obviously need some help, and so do sniper rifles in PVE. But in general, at the very least, you know, shotguns and trace rifles. They function just fine in the tier 2 area, right? They're, they're, they get the job done. If you add too many perks to a given gun, all you're going to do is add redundant perks that don't actually do anything, or you make a gun so strong it kind of leaves its lane, you know? So if a gun is performing at the ceiling of efficiency, it's, it's, the, it's at the max amount of damage output that you really need a gun to do. So let's just take... Uh, the breakneck, or let's just take a god roll blast furnace. God roll blast furnace doing the job, killing trash, tr- killing trash ads, reloading quickly. It's fine. It's a primary. It's functioning in its lane. 
if you suddenly give it a bunch of extra perks and you make it stronger, you give it more damage, faster reload, you know, more ammo, whatever. <clears throat> suddenly, you've it's leaving its lane. This is what happened with the Ikalos shotgun pre-nerf because the Ikalos shotgun was initially added to the game as a heavy weapon, and then they moved it to the energy slot, and it was still functioning as a heavy weapon. It was doing more damage in a faster way than exotic heavy weapons. So it was leaving its lane because of its perk power. So if you just start adding perks to primaries and secondaries right now, you would disrupt those lanes in the power hierarchy. So you got to be careful, and that's what I'm going to talk about at the end. Like, how could they do this? But first, I want to talk about adding three more perks. Why would they add three more perks? Number one, if they double the amount of perks on a given gun, it increases the possibility for them to do really unique combinations on the weapons themselves, which increases their ability to have diversity in the in the gun pursuance system if you're chasing loot. A lot of what I've been talking about lately is refreshing the old loot pools, giving the NPCs year one guns, and giving them the year two treatment. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, what if the year three treatment was extra mods so now you've got even more possibilities for gun rolls on a given auto rifle a shotgun hand cannon whatever now what would these three perks need to do well number one they would need to be different than the perks we have now if you're if you're using if you're using you know something that has feeding frenzy rampage and kill clip uh or feeding frenzy rampage and extended mag you don't want the three remaining perks to just be you doubling down. Oh, well, now you have Feeding Frenzy and Outlaw. Now you have, you know, Kill Clip and Rampage. You, you get into Theater of the Absurd a little bit there. Or it would just, again, as I said, be redundant when you're basically adding perks, but not really. So, specific damage or element buffs or abilities would be where I would take this. If you're going to add extra perks, you would want to do something very specific, like if you proc the first two together, you know, anytime Outlaw is procced when Rampage 3 is active, you can reload the gun and get some type of incendiary rounds. You know, like, adding something like that that would be further down the line of the perk tree and it would add power, it would make the gun stronger. This would need to take guns to the next level. It wouldn't want to be something that's just gimmicky or silly. Like, a lot of the exotic perks that we've talked about the, you know they're not that expen- they're not that influential they're not worthy of being an exotic some of those would be good perks to put on cosmology and others that add a cool effect help with mob control crowd control you would you would want the result to be oh this gun's at the next level well why is that well what i'm going to talk about at the end of the video which is difficulty would play a significant role here Because right now, if you suddenly just make all the weapons in the game stronger, you're going to trivialize everything. You're also going to trivialize the hierarchy of the weapon system if you can use a primary weapon on virtually every enemy except for a boss because you make primary weapons just stupidly broken strong. That's a danger and a risk, and that's where the discussion of difficulty needs to kind of enter the picture. I think the perks should only activate in contexts and and content where you have raised the difficulty right so let's say my idea about raising the public space or raising strikes to 700 and it makes them significantly stronger makes it significantly harder now i'm kind of taking more damage and needing to do more damage even on the most basic enemies when you go into that environment that is when these perks would activate and turn on they would be deactivated they would not be 
active in a normal public space, normal strike, normal nightfall, whatever. You would have to really, really ratchet up the difficulty in order for these perks to activate. Why? It gives them a context where they're needed. You would need that extra damage. You would need that burn damage, that elemental damage that whatever that suppression field the abilities or whatever if it's it's helping you with crowd control you would need that if suddenly the enemies were significantly stronger now obviously incentive would need to be tied to this why am i increasing the difficulty of the public space you would want to have bounties or some type of loot pursuit that is tied to that devrim k has bounties that you know give you really cool potential roles on like the old fashioned well you can't do those bounties unless you raise the public space to 700 public space gets really freaking tough and you'd want to have those extra perks on the weapons somebody in chat saying what if they were mods something like that could work as well but I'm thinking along the lines of extending endgame grind for the hardcore player without making the, 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 the casual player feel like I'll never have the best stuff, I need the best stuff. You wouldn't need the best stuff unless you were going into the harder difficulties. And someone might say, well if that's where you're putting all the really dope loot, like the dope bounties with Devrim K, wouldn't, wouldn't I want to do that? Well, maybe, maybe not. If there's significant amount of loot pursuits in the game that are just out of your reach, a lot of people just avoid them. Look at raids as an example. Setting public spaces and other activities for the extra difficulty and activating the extra perks creates a more contextually and more sensible endgame in Destiny, where we would feel powerful, but not only feel powerful, there would be a need for that increased power. Right now, we never really feel like the power structure changes. I don't feel any stronger than when I was 635 or 600 or any of the lower power levels. I'm going through the same areas, killing the same enemies in the same amount of speed, and I don't feel any need to be stronger or to have stronger guns or perks unless of course you're going into a specific boss fight or raid where you really need the strongest you know exotic for skull of the dire ahamkara or 1k voices or whisper or something like that that's pretty narrow and that's pretty specific those are actually tied to weapons not actually a sense of being stronger uh, or a sense of spectrum and as someone in chat is saying borderlands and diablo do tons of variety with difficulty spectrum and casuals love it the same thing happened with anthem Anthem's failing, but to a certain degree, Anthem appealed to casual players even though they had difficulty spectrum. I think you could break guns, just break them, make them insanely strong, and give them a context to shine. And that's how I would do it. Because at the end of the day, right now, you can't add perks quantitatively to guns. It just wouldn't work. You would break the hierarchy of the game, or just they would be redundant and pointless. This would be a way to add power, add strength, and then give a place where those guns are needed, and they can shine, and you feel the benefit of the extra power. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer that follow my talk about how to add more perks to guns in Destiny Two, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Uh, as with all of my content, when you're here live, you can take part in the Q&A sessions. If I'm not live, click the follow button. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button or the subscribe button. That's a free way to support me. I'm going to try and go through this quickly. This will be a shorter Q&A than usual, uh, just so we can go over to the Borderlands directory and do a Borderlands talk as well. So, Bugface, do you think Mountaintop is worth a grind? Is it good? I don't think Mountaintop is a very, very preferred weapon. There's a few people that enjoy uh, running Mountaintop with Recluse, but in general, um, a lot of folks have said that Mountaintop doesn't feel worth the grind. 
there are others who say it is so maybe watch some youtube videos about you know the value or the usability of the gun i've heard i feel like i've heard more people say it's not that great than the amount of people that are like oh i like it even the people that say they like it i don't know if they would say it's amazing or phenomenal i just think they like to use it i don't think they would say it's 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 a it's a must have Gaming X17, what's your favorite planet to go through while playing Destiny? I actually think I like Nessus the most. It reminds me of No Man's Sky. I like the colors. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think that's my favorite one. Uh, Wishwash, wanting to know your opinion on timing of release raids. Every raid, there's a debate that it's too soon and that the grind for day one attempts is fine. I ask because with Division pushing the raid out so long seems to me has killed momentum for the game and reasons to log in every day. Well, I, here's the thing. There's a there yeah, there's a fine there's a fine line to walk here. If you wait too long, then nobody cares. If you do it too soon, it's annoying. I think the main problem with Destiny isn't the timing, it's the grind. If I could have a sensible and reasonable pathway to level up and grind, you could launch them within a week and a half and I probably wouldn't care. Maybe push it back one more week. But it's the leveling that's so dadgum frustrating. RNG and the leveling is the main culprit. Jay Dunk, what is your opinion on reducing the amount of exotics in the game and replacing them with pinnacle weapons to have perks similar to Onslaught so that every mode has one like Raids, Nightfall, Strikes? This is this is just an idea that I've put out multiple times in other videos. I think it, I think that's what they should do. Seymour uh, Kabya, uh, hey, uh, how far can we really take perks if PvP is constantly making Bungie nerf guns? I, I never mentioned PvP. I don't think adding more perks for pvp makes sense i was talking about adding perks that would specifically be designed to make weapons stronger to take into really challenging environments Uh, amish milkman in addition to adding more perks do you think weapon system would benefit from the collections showing the possible perk combinations like the avalanche yeah the avalanche isn't even complete either because it doesn't show all the mag perks it doesn't show all the potential sites but it's a step in the right direction and they need to i think they need to consider doing that yes using the collections to show all possible roles uh, Subaru, would it be out of the question to take what you said and actually add certain bullet perks to guns, i.e. chill effect like Mars Thrall, Incendiary, and our poison with how Thorn works? Uh, hard to say that it would feel like Destiny at that point unless you don't try. Well, here was something I talked about in another video. I said, what if the the perks you got, remember how we said you could get set bonuses? what if you got set bonuses for EDZ armor and EDZ armor once you had the full set bonus added like incendiary rounds to your guns and when you upped the difficulty to 700 there were modifiers that were always sort of present for that planet so solar burn would always be present on the EDZ so then you would be glad to have that set bonus and then you would obviously then be looking for guns that do solar damage or some type of solar burn with the extra perks similar idea they could probably do something like that. Again, the only way you're going to get away with a system that complex with that many armor sets on that many planets and that many weapons, you need a loadout system so I can swap my loadout fairly easily. And they could use the collection system to do that, maybe. Old Man Bacon says, I've been gone from D2 since late fall. I don't have the season pass. Has any of the new content been added for users without the pass, or is it basically the same? They rolled some of the maps down into normal Gambit, and the revelry was for everybody, and we're in the last week of the revelry, and I'm pretty sure almost all of the exotic 
not all of the exotic quests some of the exotic quests have been free to everybody you're gonna have to do your own research there i don't have the itinerary in front of me of what would what would be free to you and what was paid for because they changed they changed the layout of the annual pass and stuff so it's kind of confusing i don't know what's free and what's not uh jinx do you think we've hit the ceiling with perk efficiency and effectiveness and maybe just need another reboot with either d3 or a new season this to me is why i came up with my idea because you wouldn't be able to do this with the midnight coup so you would naturally have to start farming for better weapons if you wanted to take them into the harder content and if you wanted to grind for the new you know six perk weapons that are designed for end game content that would be a natural way of you like filtering out the old loot without forcing people to do to do it you know what i mean dmg has said that the invitation of the nine will not be fixed in time that is just incredibly disappointing d flawless is the problem that so many gun perks in d2 focus on dealing more damage or raising stats would a more interesting system be weapons that get new traits like projectile speed weight type of damage dot etc well you got to be careful because projectile speed only affects a couple of guns what grenade launchers and rockets um I may be missing one, but nothing else is projectile. Uh, as far as changing stats, that could honestly be more difficult, but that would be cooler. If you go and you go, if you go to the Borderlands website and you read the descriptions of the different weapon types and the different manufacturers, it's really, really cool. There's like a lot of depth and a lot of differences between the various weapons. It's very, very cool. It's very, very exciting to see that layer of uh, that layer of intentionality and, and, and diversity in the weapon system. Changing fire rate, element type, all sorts of stuff. I, a system like that coming to Destiny would be fantastic, but that would require a lot of work and a lot of retooling, because currently the weapon system is just not set up that way. Uh, Morgan's Baby Daddy. I missed most of the talk, so sorry if you covered this, but this kind of applies to your loadout idea. What if they made the flashpoints kind of like Nightfalls, but each time a flashpoint comes up, different rewards are available with these extra gun armor perks from the Heroic Adventure? Obviously make the Heroic Adventure a lot harder, maybe add tiers tied to reward possibility. This is why difficulty spectrum is a huge benefit if done properly, because it can make everything have like layered incentives so when you're trying to level up the flashpoint and the heroic the heroic adventure serve a different purpose for you when you're done leveling up and you're just grinding for loot then the increased difficulty creates a new incentive why do i want to run this adventure of the flashpoint on the increased difficulty new loot rewards new incentives new potential things that you're getting because that's the big dilemma right now milestones don't convert into anything worthwhile once you're max level once you're max level and you have like extra boots and extra guns at max level milestones are meaningless but once you're at 700 if suddenly you have the option to toggle a milestone to something else you hit a button and the, and like the menu changes and instead of being a milestone cuz you still might want to run milestones maybe you want maybe you want max level gear diversity and you're not done running milestones even though you hit 700 well then you could go to that heroic adventure of the flashpoint and like hit a button to toggle what you would like to do 
and when you toggle it it's like well now this heroic adventure isn't going to reward you like a milestone 700 piece of gear you change it to be much more difficult and it has a potential to drop a certain weapon or it fulfills a bounty for a certain weapon that you're grinding for that you can't grind for until you're at max level the game needs to change once you hit max level and it doesn't it's just like well now you're kind of done and there's a couple of loot pursuits there you can go into reckoning or a raid or something and that's it and then you're just dealing with low drop rates and no intentionality kill dude do you think it would be beneficial to make armor perks more noticeable and more powerful Uh, more things like gamut prime armor sets uh, except for other activities I mean I I would say that um, more perks and more set bonuses would be good if you if you you give us a loadout system and a reason to wear them I don't really care about having a full EDZ set with bonuses if I don't really need those bonuses. And if it's really difficult to change my loadout, then you've created a pain point while trying to create incentive. It's like, it's just a freaking headache to change all my loot. You'd have to put in a loadout system. If you're going to start to do more armor perks, more powerful, and do things like the Gambit Prime armor sets. <clears throat> Dillinor. How could Destiny implement new armor perks like set bonuses? I just talked about that. It would it would have to be a it would have to be a, a loadout system, and potentially they'd have to use the collections as what, where where you store your stuff for the sake of inventory space in your vault. Mysterion, um, why are there no specific perks on Forge armor sets? Increased armor while carrying battery, etc. Why isn't Strike Loot a thing? These are questions I don't have answers to. I don't know. Um, that's something that's been missing for a while that's basically been missing since D2 launched like Destiny 1 ends and Wrath of the Machine has raid perks it has specific perks even outside of the raid like increase purple ammo from Fallen or whatever so the these types of sets and set bonuses not even set bonuses they were just set perks they've been missing since D2 launched and I don't have an answer for you we've been asking for them for a while you know one of their reasons was like they wanted more freedom if they did raid perks you would feel like you had to run the raid armor in the raid and the problem is is they they decided to give you more freedom and they the result was the opposite it's like well yeah thanks for more freedom i can wear whatever i want in the raid but now i don't care about the raid armor unless i care like what it looks like oh but there's enhanced perks there's zero intentionality in the grind am i really going to grind the raids week after week hoping, hoping for enhanced perks. You see what I'm saying? They hurt raid armor significantly under the, under like the, the intention of giving us more freedom. And it's just a lot of things died on that sword. Oh, you'll have more freedom. A ton of things died on that sword, you know? And as Eugene is making light of it, a ton of more freedom, but then you have enhanced perks. So even if I get the enhanced perks, the same thing's happening. I feel like I have to wear the raid gear because it's better. They did, they, the logic is just completely flawed, it's, it's especially in light of what they actually gave us. Oh, you could go for enhanced perks on on Dreaming City gear. It's just like you took away a really really cool system under the guise of giving us more freedom, but then you're still making the armor better in the raid. If it drops with enhanced perks, I'm gonna run that because it's better. 
Oh, wait, I skipped a question. Wingslacks, would you like to see evolving perks kind of like we had with the specialties in Division 2? So that you, the more you use a gun, the more powerful it becomes. It would let the gun grow with you, in a sense, and freshen it up. This could be a way to do the three extra perks. This could be a way to just make the current perks stronger. You augment them, you modify them, whatever. The more you use it, the more you play with it. Giggity. It gets stronger, and then maybe again, though, you gotta be careful. If, if that's active everywhere, it could trivialize the content. You know? If you're, if you're trying, if you're trying to make guns stronger, you have to give them a context where they're going to go. You can go into 95% of the content in Destiny right now with virtually any loadout, even blue weapons, and generally you'll be okay, because they do fine. They output roughly the same amount of damage regardless of what you're using. You start adding perks that make the gun stronger... Now you're potentially messing with messing with the balance of the game and you're just making primaries way too strong and secondaries way too strong. Arctic Spartan. Do you think adding enhanced version of weapon perks would work? In my opinion, this would help bring the less popular perks up to the tier of Outlaw Rampage kill clip. Well, no, because if I can make Outlaw and Rampage enhanced, that's going to continue to keep that disparity between an Outlaw Rampage you know, roll and like a, you know, hip fire grip snapshot roll, you know, hip fire grip and snapshot compared to rampage outlaw. Even if you make these enhanced, it ain't going to matter. Especially if you can also make rampage and outlaw enhanced. Um, so that's why I think the, the general goal would be increase the strength of the weapon with more perks but those perks are not active unless you go into the most difficult content because that's the context that those perks are being built for. Uh, Dosito, in your opinion, what can be done about there being two to four main perks everyone always goes for? Add more perks, remove the best perks, modify the perks. You didn't listen to my talk. I, this is literally what the talk was about. So I'm skipping over that. I'm not going to repeat the entire talk. Uh, Sunfire, my one problem I have with some perks is that some don't show they work or even do anything zen moment is one where i don't know if it's working and when it's not you think these types of perks need more of a benefit and show an effect that when it's working similar to how kill clip makes the weapon glow um that's okay Decido. i thought you were here for the discussion my bad i just don't like repeating the entire discussion i outlined and i literally just before your question kind of outlined how they, they could add perks that would make the gun stronger but those perks would only activate in really really hard content because you would break basic content. If suddenly my hand cannon was as strong as a shotgun, right? That's a problem that makes it too strong. But if it's strong as a shotgun, but I go into content where ads take a lot longer to kill, I'm going to need it to be that strong. Um, I agree with what Sunfire is saying here. Making a weapon glow when Zen is procced, um, or making the... You know what they could do with Zen is they could say... Make the, make the burst sound or the auto rifle sound different. So it's like da 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 da. As soon as Zen process, like it's like da 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 da. Like it lowers, so you get this experiential sense of oh, the gun's more stable now. You know. I think I think that would be I think that would be beneficial, because then you could say the the you know the glow kind of adds to that experience uh, of folks feeling like the gun's stronger. You know the perks active. 
Murph Dog, do you think that they should implement a system where you could buy back guns and armor that you accidentally dismantled? Um, they want to make a way for you to pull randomly rolled gear out of the collections. They just haven't implemented it now. So it'd be nice to be able to do that. Yes. Cat, sorry if this has already been addressed. Couldn't they create five of swords type cards with all the different challenges? One for strikes, raids, heroic adventures. Well, this could be how they implement what I'm talking about. Yeah. So you raise the difficulty. And then when you do that, like you could even have the perk say requires, um, you know, requires five of swords, you know, power differential. So you got to go in and turn on the five of swords power differential and it raises wherever you're going to 700 and then, you know, you could add modifiers as well. That could be another way of achieving this because then you're basically saying you can't make the gun stronger unless you turn on the Five of Swords power differential. And if you turn on the Five, um, you know, the Five of Swords power differential, there's got to be a reason to do that. Why am I bumping it, you know? Uh, Mysterit. Why are there no hard numbers that come from perks and weapons? Increased damage for a short time, how much, for how long? Well, and this is why Dylan got really cheeky the one time. Like, we heard you like numbers, and he, like, retweeted somebody that said something two taps now or something. And I was like, okay, that's not what we mean uh, when we ask for numbers, for frick's sake. Um, You know, adds a blank percent of damage for blank amount of time. That's what we'd want, right? What's so hard about that? informing the player before they make a decision if let's say they added a perk where every headshot you get increases the damage of the incendiary effect on the nest on the next mag so it's like you you bam 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 you get five headshots you reload and now you got incendiary rounds okay well, if it said stacks up to five times, adds 25 damage over, you know, 25 damage per second to every bullet, every stack. So at five stacks, it would be 125, you know, burn damage a second. Right? So now you know that's how much damage per second it's going to add. Okay? Now, obviously, it doesn't work that simply because enemies take different damage because it's all relative, isn't it? I don't know exactly how it looks, but like the crit damage that I get on a knight, is it the exact same as the crit damage that I get on like a thrall? I feel like it's, I feel like it's like relative to the strength of the enemy. And I think that's where it gets difficult because then you're like, well, what 125 burn damage, that's not going to help on a, on a really, really strong enemy. So it would need to be maybe, I don't even know, like percentage burn damage in relation to the enemy's health or something. At the very least, you would know that you're getting X number of damage per second on on the enemy or X number of percent of their health. The numbers are the same. The health pools are different. Okay, well, then that would work. That would work. Yeti in a flannel. Uh, thank you so much for two months of subs. Welcome back. Uh, Mick Cheshire. I feel Bungie needs to focus more on perks that provide more interesting perks rather than more power and how fast you can kill something. But my question to you would be why? Because that's essentially what we're doing. You're trying to kill trash ads, mini bosses, shielded majors and majors and bosses. You're just trying to kill them. So what? 
killing something quickly is the goal. This is why difficulty spectrum works. Suddenly, everything's harder to kill. I need stronger power to kill these things quicker. Don't you see what happens there? So, imagine with me, you go into an environment and everything is at a strength of five and you're at like a strength of two or three and you're like, oh gosh, this is really hard. Well, the more you play, you start getting guns and things that start doing strength of five damage. Now you're at a strength of five and the enemies are at a five. So now you're equal. Now you're in harmony with the game. And then you decide there's better rewards over there and those enemies are 10. Well, I go over there with my five and I'm not very strong. And that difference, that disparity between you and the enemies, the closer you move toward being on par with them, that's that sense of progression and that sense of increased power. That's what the Five of Swords idea or the increasing the difficulty of the area idea creates. It creates a disparity between you and the enemy that you find perks and power increases on your weapons to close that gap and then you feel more, then you feel stronger. That would be the way to do it. When enemies become more difficult to kill, things to increase your ability to crowd control, suppress, ETC become more important than just straight killing speed. That opens up ability. Right, creativity from the enemies is another well-made point that they would need to consider doing. Really, really fast, agile mobs where you need suppression, not just a fast gun that can kill fast. Yo, Yin Ko with three months. Thank you so much. That's a blue badge. Welcome back. I made the suggestion based upon the crazy enemy Zerg going on in the game right now. I didn't involve difficulty increase. Right, yeah. Yeah, because think about it. If you could basically get a gun that... Like, imagine an auto rifle that after a certain threshold of damage done, it creates a suppression field. It creates a suppression field. Well, that helps. You suddenly don't feel like you need Orpheus Riggs Tether because you can keep creating suppression fields for these this swarm of enemies that's coming in. What if there's a shotgun that if you land two consecutive crit shots on a, on a boss or a major, it does a knockback blinding effect on them. Turn the tables on these ground-pounding a-holes, right? Oh, here he comes. Boom, boom. Yeah, he's blind. He's stunned. Get him. Everybody starts attacking him. It, you start to you start to raise that now you're like but what about the lower the lower tiered you know fights isn't that going to trivialize them this is again where you've got to create environments where you wouldn't really feel like that's trivializing it like how many big strong enemies are living long enough for you to do a blinding stun effect how many insane amounts of trash mobs are there that the suppression fields are going to be you know negating the challenge of a public event not much do you know what i'm saying the reckoning is a perfect example of how you crank up enemy saturation and swarm and everyone just pivots to exotics because we're not empowered to deal with that pain point and those exotics don't just and then those exotics are so strong they trivialize every other piece of content you go into but with a weapon that has to be used in a particular way like blinding a major blinding a mini boss with two consecutive you know headshots or something if you can't shoot enough enemies because there aren't enough ads, you're not going to get those suppression fields. So they would need to be perks and things that are contingent upon it being really challenging content. Because if not, it wouldn't even proc the perk a lot of the times. You wouldn't do enough damage in the Crucible to make the suppression fields come out. Does that make sense? 
Ultra Duff Master. If guns did have six perks, how many mod slots would, would you think would be enough to accomplish this? Trust in a curated ringing nail can have dragonfly rampage rolls so the mod choice can bolster one of the other perks. Again, if you increase perks as well as mod slots, you could have those only activate in the hardest content to keep the weapons in check. Thank you for the 100 bits, uh, Raptor Shark. So you're like, perks 4, 5, and 6 don't even activate if I don't go into max level content. Let's just call it adept content. Adept content activates all the adept perks, and then you can have adept mod slots as well. Those slots are grayed out unless you're in adept content. It keeps those weapons in check. So then the more casual players like, I got a great gun, it works for 90% of the content that I play, it's totally fine. I don't need good adept perks. Good adept perks don't matter, I'm not going into the adept content, it's too hard, I don't like it. People that don't try to solo Shattered Throne, people that don't go into raids. Adler, uh, Adder Snake. Should the gunsmith add a feature to reroll to enhance weapons? No, rerolling is terrible. Uh, to switch. I like the idea of enhanced weapon perks. You specified that this wouldn't work uh, earlier, but they only did a specific amount of enhanced armor perks. What if they did the same to weapons? Would it work then? Enhanced threat detector, for example, instead of rampage uh, or whatever. Forcibly bringing bad perks at least up to par with the ones that we consider good now. This would be a great place to start. This would be a great place to start. Let's look at existing perks and let's raise them up to make them significantly better. So someone might consider doing snapshot and threat detector. What if snapshot could be enhanced to basically be snap opening shot? That might be worth it. Now that obviously is going to cause problems in the crucible maybe, but because then they could just keep ADSing. But you have to put a cooldown on it, right? So they can't just keep un-ADSing to get that first opening shot to be way more accurate. You get the little ping sound. Um, but you could consider taking, yeah, you know, hip fire grip. You know, enhanced hip fire could be uh, increased accuracy when hip firing as well as increased uh, damage the longer you hold it down or something. I don't know. I'm just firing. I'm just firing right off the top of my head here. Bugface, what's better, Anarchy or 1K? I think 1K is is traditionally better. I don't have an Anarchy, um, unfortunately. I just don't feel like grinding uh, Scourge of the Past for it. It just, I don't like grinding for something that can elude me for, it took, what, Riot 101 keys to get, um, to get his 1K? Like, that's just ludicrous. I'm not going to grind Scourge 101 times. Um, That's dumb. I'm, I'm not doing it. Commander Tyke, do you think Season of Opulence uh, Leviathan should be a patrol zone for the uh, and a new six-man activity drops armor with perks for that activity in Leviathan? I don't know if they're going to turn it into a patrol zone, but I believe, I believe that the the Castellum is where the new six-man activity, the new wave-based activity, will be. That's what I believe. Um, it's already built. Ninety percent of the community probably hasn't really gone in there in any great amount. Most people did the Castellum once and then started using the underbelly so Castellum would be the least played least exposed recycled content that they could use for recycled content and if it's different and it, it and it functions in an increased difficulty mini bosses big bosses it could be really fun uh Soledad Gloria I apologize if you addressed this my internet was down during your talk what are your thoughts about the increased agency that would need to accompany the increased number of possible roles how might Bungie do that it's a really good question doesn't this justify way more generosity right 
doesn't it justify six perks the odds of getting the perk combination you want would be ludicrous it'd be it would take a long time but that's justification for really really raising generosity loot's just dropping all over the place why oh my gosh the, the potential perk combinations is just is just unbelievable the, the loot turnover could be way way increased and then that's really addictive because you feel like you're getting guns and checking rolls all the time that's great that's really really good so um you say you won't run the raid 100 times but in d1 what's the dip but you did in d1 what's the difference i didn't in d1 i didn't run vog hundreds of times for galley i got burned out and gave up uh same thing with um crota now i ran raids hundreds of times thousands of times on stream because it was a community thing it was a stream thing it was part of the content that was the difference i did not run vog hundreds of times i was very like i didn't like raids i hated not knowing what we were supposed to do i hated feeling like we had to have one person who knew how to do everything and was essentially carrying the team i didn't like it that kind of led to me enjoying helping people with raids because I understood what it was like to have nobody to play with. I understood what it was like to be on the on the on the crappy end of raid runs. But I did not run Vogue hundreds of times. Um, I I think my Vogue run rate when we started getting into Kingsfall was down in like the 30s. Wasn't very many times. So, if you could have run Last Wish infinitely for chances at 1K, I would get, I would uh, have get grinding for it. Oh, I guarantee you, people, if you could if you could run raids more than three times for non-powerful drops at chances at the loot, people would run raids way more than they run now. 100%. 100%. So, that's actually the last question, and that's actually a perfect time to end, because we want to transition to the Borderlands 3 reveal event. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.